welcome you again to this moment around God's Word and Prayer. We're in week two of our 40-week journey through the Bible. And all of this week, we're in Genesis chapter 3, because chapter 3 is the pivot point of the entire Bible. And uh, we get to be introduced, unfortunately, to Satan, the personification of evil in chapter 3. And watching Satan in action in Genesis 3 is really a case study in temptation's power to turn us away from God. Um, every one of us is susceptible to temptation. And, and you know, sometimes we, it's easy to get this mixed up because we feel guilty about being tempted. But, but temptation itself is not a sin. But when we act out on temptation, the Bible says the end is death. Death to the human soul. Death in our relationship with God. Spiritual death. We've been created with an eternal spirit, but this spiritual death comes in when we say yes to temptation. And so one of the aspects of growing as a follower of Jesus is to learn to be able to recognize the way temptation works and to resist temptation in the power of the Holy Spirit. And of course, the devil lies to us about what will happen to us if we do give in to temptation, and that's where we start now. Eve has, in chapter 3, has just been saying, you know, God, God told us not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We weren't designed to, as in, in God's image to be able to handle um, the experiential uh, knowledge of evil. But, but the devil is going to lie about that. He's already said, now, did God really say you couldn't do that? And then he flat out lies. See, first of all, plants seeds of doubt. And then he flat out lies to us. Verse 4, you will certainly not die. God said, you will die. And the devil says, you certainly will not die. That's what the serpent said to the woman. For, for God knows. He, he's just holding something back on you. Uh, he doesn't want you to get the upper hand on him. For he knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. What a lie that is. And it struck me years ago that really, really we can never sin without telling ourselves a lie in some way. You never sin without lying to yourself. You lie to yourself about whether God cares about this or not. You lie to yourself about, about other people like, well, this won't hurt anybody or, or nobody will catch me or um, even lie about yourself. Like I know some people even, they give up um, on resisting sin because they just feel like they're worthless. I mean, I'm worthless anyway. Why not just give in? Why not just give myself what I want? Or, or they'll lie to themselves and saying, you know, it's worthless. I keep giving into this sin. I mean, I'll, I'll never be able to overcome this. That's a lie as well. The devil works through lies. Jesus called the devil the father of lies. This is what we see. First of all, he plants the seed of doubt. Did God really say that? And then he flat out lies. No, you are not going to die. When God said, yes, sin will destroy you in the end. And so, and so here we see the devil at work. And verse 6, And when the woman saw, when, when she saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom. So there's something uh, physical. It would taste good. There was something beautiful that she saw with her eyes. And then there was something related to that, to that human pride, 
which is at the heart of the devil's rebellion against God. Yeah, like, I can gain wisdom. I can be like God. When she saw it all, and when she imagined how it tasted, and when she, and when she went for her, her own independent free will apart from God, um, she took some of it and ate it. And she gave some to her husband, Adam, who was with her, and he ate it. And this is how Genesis 3 becomes a mirror for our own hearts. Adam and Eve, their story becomes our story right here. Where the Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. See, God's distinct from his creation and, and he's therefore holy, separate from his creation. He calls us to live separate from the way of sin and, and holy to him. But uh, the first human beings, Adam and Eve, um, just like you and me, they also had created the image of God of free will. And the tragedy of, of Genesis 3 is they, is they succumbed to temptation and asserted their free will, uh, not just in a disobedience, but this was rebellion against God. Let's not cover up sin in our lives. Let's not sugarcoat it. Let's not whitewash it. Sin is rebellion against God. And they, with their free will, chose their way instead of God's way. And that's tainted the entire human race. That's why we're susceptible to temptation. But Jesus came, and when he came, the importance of him living a sinless life was that he did something we can't do. He did something Adam and Eve didn't do, and that's live faithful and obediently to God without selling out to sin. And because he lived a holy life, and he died in our place, and he gives us his resurrection power. He said, you can be dead to sin and alive to the holy way of living that God wants for you. So let's pray that today. Father, in the face of all our temptations, my God, we thank you that you have overcome. We thank you, Lord, that, 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 that we can overcome the lies wherever we're lying to ourselves. And it's just giving us that rationalization, that permission to sin. I just pray, oh God, you help us to confront the lies with the truth of what you've declared. And we pray that by the power of your spirit and your sinless life, you will give us the power to use our wills to say yes to you and no to temptation. Lord, wherever we're struggling with temptation, would you give us strength today? Lord Jesus, we renounce the lie and we receive your resurrection spirit in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, for leading us in the path of holiness. Amen.